Achievers. I'm one of your Lex McCoy, and joining me as always, he alleges that Ohio State Rutgers and Purdue shared his signal. So, really, if everyone's cheating, is anything cheating? It's Jason Waterfalls. Purdue's in on this now, too? Let's all take a deep breath. I'm torn here, man, because um, Michigan was obviously cheating, right? Which, like, Allegedly. I'm not, as a, as a former Tom Brady fan, you know. I'm not going to throw stones in the glass house, even though we could have a side conversation about how I just felt like it was ball preference. It wasn't cheating, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, I'm not scandalized, right? I'm not like, I, 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 the audacity of human beings and like, is anything real? Is anything true? I don't, I don't really care. Right. Uh, but I'm torn. Does this reek of like big tattletale energy or is it like, Hey, actually there was a cabal of middling big 10 teams trying to take us down. And if you're going to get mad at us then you have to get mad at everybody about everything. I think that here, here's my two stances. Number one, Michigan got better all of a sudden. Yeah. Beat Ohio yeah. state two years in a row. That's probably because urban Meyer's gone, right? Maybe. Number two, do you want to look under all these rugs, big 10 teams? Yes mm. or no? Mm. Because <laughs> just like you just said, if you want the scandals to start coming out and the stuff going on that is, let's call it fringe to be yeah. safe for now, uh, y- you might not like everything that, that comes out. NIL and the portal is not going to cure everything that comes out if this investigation goes all the way for all the teams. It is. A, it, it's a pretty interesting. Uh, hey, Big Ten Commissioner, um, you're new here and we're so happy that you're here. Um, if you want to hear all the dirty laundry, I just need you aware there's a lot of skid marks here. And do you want to make that public? Are you comfortable with that? Because we are comfortable if you're comfortable with it. I mean, there, it's a good point. There, I hadn't even thought of the 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 Michigan got really good all of a sudden of it all that you just mentioned. But it was that like there was that inflection point of like, hey, Jim Harbaugh, we're going to humiliate you by making you take a uh, uh, pay cut and um, all this stuff happened. And then that season, the idea was like, well, he just got super motivated and they just got really good. And they recruited, you know, to beat Ohio State more and like to be a tough program. But what if it was also um, they have like spy ops now? What if that's part of the conversation? And they sat him down for buying a cheeseburger for a kid or whatever the situation was. Yeah. Like, missed multiple games. Obviously, like you said very, very early on, people are against Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And Michigan might be against Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. So you take those couple things together and all of a sudden you've got kind of an interesting thing where Michigan got beat by TCU. And besides that, they've kicked like every other team's butt. Yeah. And... I don't know. You're going to tell me that Illinois is not stealing signs from other teams. You're going to tell me that Rutgers, who's playing everyone kind of well, very well in the first half, is not doing something kind of sketchy under Greg Schiano. Like there's there's plenty to unpack here if if we want to. There's a reason the Big Ten commissioner left the Big Ten commissioner job to go to the Chicago Bears. Right. Who who knows what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't use all the biggest shovels. All the time. When you lift the rock, you're going to see some gnarly things. Is the Big Ten ready to see some gnarly things? I, I want them to. I, and it's not that I'm like, man, I want all these people exposed. I just kind of want to know what everybody's getting up to. What's everybody doing? I, I do think if Michigan, Michigan, if you're listening, I know you are. If, you're, if you really want to do this, and I think you do, you need to start alleging that Ryan Day's beard's not real. Okay? That's where I want. I want this to get personal. I think that's And what, I want it to be like off-brand. It's not just for men. Yeah. It's just for me and my friends or something like that. What's maybe the for guys. Just for- maybe for guys. 
what did you come up with? What did we come up with? Theirs, T-H-A-I-R-S. It's like yes, someone else. We, we were saying theirs and then someone uh, submitted T-H-A-I-R-S. I hope that's what, that's what he's that. using. That's good stuff. That's good you stuff. You know, this this whole investigation reminds me of Curse of Oak Island. And and here's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But the more places you dig, the more stuff you're going to find. It That's doesn't right. mean you find gold. Y- you might find another button. You might find another tin cup. But guess what? The more places you dig, the more things you're going to find. So yeah. be careful, Big Ten, of what you want to do here. And, and And it's just the truth of what everybody's saying. This is not an original thought at all. Guess what? Michigan, the Big Ten. Michigan looks awesome. They ain't doing anything in this in this football year. No, they are waiting until after. The, if Michigan loses again, like they did to TCU, I'm telling you what, that's when the news is going to come out. Be like, well, we couldn't get it done. We Big Ten, no national championship, so just release release the hounds. You know, and, and I, then and then do what they got to do through the off season. I kind of think, what if we like backroom deal, you know, um, like Hamilton style, the room where it happened. Um, we go Jim Harbaugh, we go, um, a Michigan administrator and we go big 10 commissioner and Roger Goodell. And we're like, Hey, we're going to like do slap on the wrist. And Jim Harbaugh is going to agree to coach the Chicago bears. That's his punishment. He has to go to the bears. He has to leave Michigan and coach the bears. And everyone hurts a little bit. Um, but we all get to maintain not bears fans. Well, uh, watching, watching I'm thinking about it. Meet joining the commissioner. At the Bears for Harbaugh, which is like the most likely place for him to go as a head coach, that makes it even sketchier. All Man, of this. I don't want to watch Jim Harbaugh coach Justin Fields. I don't I don't want I don't want Justin Spoiler Fields alert. To deal he with won't that. he won't be coaching Justin Fields for very long. I is can tell you that old, right now. Old Ty Ty Bagent. Like I love everyone trying to boost him up as like this guy, he's got something. He doesn't. He has nothing. He has a good personality and he's probably a good kid but he's not going to be a, a quarterback in the NFL. Okay. Everybody settle down. When in my mind, I describe you as Heineke light and I Ooh. like Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Sorry. I like Taylor Heineke, but when I describe you as Heineke light, you know that, you know, backup, maybe it's not a compliment. It's, not, it's a compliment, not a compliment, right? It's not a full compliment. Let's say that not a full compliment. Right. Right. It's positive yeah. gaslighting. Let's say that. I want to say credit to us, credit to you, credit to me for not making more content based around it being Heineke season with the Falcons, um, you know, RIP Desmond oh. Ritter uh, and the whole uh, situation experiment. But um, I'm loving it. I'm loving when I flip over and I see Heineke flying around. I want to. It's just that I don't think that the magic, this is Taylor Heineke is Ryan Fitzpatrick light and the Fitz magic is not involved mm. with Taylor Heineke. And I'm tired. I'm not betting on the Falcons. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, I think um, to what you're saying, the reason I haven't been like so full throated in my enthusiasm about uh, uh, Taylor Heineke is that's a phrase. It's uh, no, it is. It is. Um, uh, he does seem like the complete opposite of Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know uh, has a style, has a razzle dazzle about him, but like you feel very comfortable liking him, right? You feel like this is a guy um, who has been vetted. He's cool. He's an Ivy Leaguer. He's a family man. Everything's chill. Taylor Heineke. I don't know anything about him. I do worry about if I, again, if I lift the rock up, what am I going to find? I don't know. Probably not cool stuff is my supposition. So I'm just not going to lift the rock up. I'm just going to be like, thanks for putting up some points finally for the Falcons. The best thing to support your case there is Taylor Heineke's favorite quarterback of all time. And, and who he plays like is Brett Favre. Okay. Yeah. So I Brett mean, Favre life. And, and if that's, and if that's your idol at this point, then maybe, maybe you're correct in alleging that you don't want to know what's under that rock. Until is Brett Favre the 
greatest quarterback of all time, comma, um, greatest vibe quarterback of all time. If you only evaluate him from what he does on the field during the game, if you never look into anything else beyond that, is he like the greatest vibes quarterback of all time? Well, no, because you know who mine is, and I, and I try to keep it on the field with this individual, but it is it is tough to fully argue on the field only with Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean, he is that it's a it's a bit <laughs> the ceiling's very high, the floor is very low. We're talking about a little bit of money fraud, which could have affected a lot of people, and then we're talking about an absolutely awful dog, legit dog fighting ring. Yeah, it's still one of the craziest stories of all time. His nickname was Michael Vick's off the field name. Uh, secret name was Ron Mexico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, there's, between those lines, I feel like there's something there though of like it's almost like the stick to sports group where it's like if we just stuck to sports, here's how it changes the dynamic for the, these players. Like, like I feel like Dan Marino's on this list where what an a hole like in life everywhere he goes. But I feel like if you just look at him on the field, you're like, what a competitor, what a gritty guy, you know? On the field and in Ace Ventura, you've got to give credit to Dan Marino for Ace Ventura. That's true. He also was in Little Nicky. Please respect uh, uh, Adam Sandler and his name uh, because he shows up in hell. Uh, and I think he's asking Satan, like, I think he made a deal with Satan. I don't want to spoil Little Nicky for everybody, but like, so go ahead and like <laughs> fast forward. But he like was like, what's the status of our deal? I didn't win a Super Bowl and I did make a deal with you, devil. And the devil's like, LOL, emoji shrug, you know? So, gotcha. Yeah, that's Little Nicky. Maybe we should do a rewatchable of Little Nicky soon. We'll put that on the calendar, you know, for uh, post football season. Um, okay, man. Well, we're, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, uh, we, in our Monday episode, in our source cut, we kind of were noodling around this idea of hot knot or tater tot with NFL coaches. Um, and we didn't like, we couldn't find it in the moment. Um, but I said like, you know, let us, let us take it off, off screen a little bit and we'll figure out like where we want to go with this. Um, I have put together a bit of an index. If, if you would be so kind to allow me to present that Dr. Knox went into the lab, huh? You know, I, I thought there's, systems, there's procedures, there's always a way to understand um, uh, information and data. And I was really um, taken with the idea of coaches who are uh, both like aesthetically hot, but also professionally hot. Um, Coaches who are not aesthetically hot and not professionally hot. And then that like middle class of just tater tots, right? And again, the tater tot is the symbol of the, no one wakes up and writes to their diary about wanting tater tots. It's a thing you settle with. You never intend to get the tater tot. You talk yourself into the tater tot. And I think there's a class of coaches um, who really like symbolize the tater tot ideology. I don't know if this is a tater tot, but the first person that comes to my mind in all of this is Patrick Warburton. Okay. Patrick Warburton is not the hottest guy on, on the planet. But he's not ugly. He's not the first guy you wake up and you, you think about Ryan Gosling. You think about all these other people. You, you think about Margot Robbie. You think about all these more famous people. But then you're just like, man, Patrick Warburton constantly has a place in my life. You know? He's so safe. I'm wondering, is that kind of like a, is that a tater tot situation? No. You know, well, let me – here's kind of how I try to define it, right? Like, um, uh, so in the scale that we're talking about, I've got double hots. Okay. And these are people oh, who are double good at coaching I gotta write, I gotta write and they're this down. hot double and, hot. and they're physically hot. If you want, if you want to think of like an avatar for this, you could also call this like the Eric Taylor category. Okay. He's well, a good coach. He's also okay. a hot man. Yeah. Do you disagree with his coaching or, or his, um, his oh, uh, coaching? Hotness. He's a gorgeous individual. 
I mean, look, people don't talk enough about he kind of, you know, he went to college. He was like, a, I don't know if he was OC or like quarterbacks coach. And he was really eager to like leave, you know, and if I'm doing a great job somewhere like at an elevated plane, Thank um, you. I don't know that I'm like, hey, I, I'm, I'm excited to go to a lower. If I'm like, if I'm killing an all Madden dog, I'm not going to be like, you know what? I should go back to rookie mode. I should go back to rookie mode. Okay. Fun. Can, I, can I agree with you wholeheartedly there? That okay. being said, sometimes we would go back a level when we just needed to try out some new plays or some new schemes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about Eric Taylor's coaching career, and I just also want to say, normalize playing on rookie mode, especially middle age when you just need to win. <laughs> you, just, you just need to win. Just, you just don't get it. No, no, no. I'm saying if he's killing it, mad all Madden. You, there's no reason to go back. But if you're just a guy in the world trying to live your life, trying to make people happy, trying to do your job right, and you probably don't feel like you're doing good at any of those things, if you want to fire up the old Xbox or PS whatever number we're at now, uh, and you just put it at rookie mode. And you want to dump truck somebody two ten to six? It's okay. You're not less of a man. You're not less of a person. You're not less of a woman. Doesn't matter. Sometimes you need those wins. Sometimes you need those like those huge wins where you just like dog walking people digitally, digitally speaking, not real life people. Um, but sometimes you need that, and I think we should normalize that as a culture. Speaking of dog walking people digitally, we got into this. Uh, my other group that texts uh, more often and right. responds on friends. time. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah, <laughs> we got into this game called Coffee Golf. And I thought it was all fun and games. And then, you know what? They started talking some ish. And so I've been taking it real seriously now. What What is coffee golf? What does that mean? Mobile app. I know you're not a big mobile app gamer, okay. but it's something a little bit. We do Wordle. We do connections. We do the dozen daily trivia. Yeah. And now, and now coffee golf. Some smack was talked and uh, they ignited a video game fire. Let's just say that your boy's going low each day. You're like uh, you're like Kendra on the season of Survivor. You have a rage in in you. You have a competition, like Daniel Plainview. I have a competition inside me. I can I just say for a second, fully ignited. I I'm really in awe of people who, and I feel like you're one of these people um, who have like a beginning of day routine where it it really feels like one of these. Uh, survivor challenges where Jeff Probst is like, first you do this, then you do this. 30 minutes later, you'll do this. Then you'll have to phone a friend and do this. And it's just like hearing about all the games and all the brain exercises you guys are doing. It makes me really tired. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm the opposite. It's not, and it's not always in the morning for me. It's not a strong routine, but I've got to do these things to keep, keep the brain from just absolutely melting away. Like these things are encouraging my brain activity as they allege yada, yada, yada. But if I didn't do these, my brain would just become mush. So it's not about being exhausted or not being exhausted, because sometimes I just completely fail them. Sure. But these exercises, mental exercises, are keeping... We're old now, Knox. I mean, you just got to admit it. And you got to yeah. do things to keep yourself in shape. Sure. Mentally. Um, okay. So that that's double hots. Professionally hot. Personally hot. Um, you have just regular hots. Okay. And this is, th- th- there's a quantum, quantumness to this definition because they can either be physically hot, but not as good at coaching, or really good at coaching, but not really physically hot. Okay. And then there's some sub categories we'll get into uh, in a second. Th- and then we have the double knots. These are bad coaches and they're ugly. And these are tater tots. And these are people who are neither good at coaching or physically attractive people. I'm going to, I'm going to present, I'm going to go category by category. You push back on me if you disagree with physical aesthetic or professional capability. Okay. Deal. Okay. So double hot category. We have Sean McVay. 
We have Daniel Campbell. We have D'Amico Ryans. We have Mike Frabel. We have Kyle Shanahan. And then this is a little bit, this might be a, a flashpoint here, flashpoint argument. We have Mike McDaniel. How do you feel about the double hots? I think, I'm wondering if Mike McDaniel, let's just say it. He's not, he's not, there's not like a ton of facial symmetry, traditional attractiveness with Mike McDaniel. I'm not worried about that. I'm I'm not worried about that. It's the second hot with him and with, uh, my gosh, this is the second podcast and you just said his name, Titans. I cannot remember. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Okay, that is just some kind. Of, see, this is why I have to do those mental exercises, right? I mean, okay. like you just said Mike Vrabel, and I couldn't so maybe do more. That. Maybe maybe you need to do like a whole morning. Clear my morning, Barbara. <laughs> I'm doing all mental. <laughs> I'm wordling all morning, ma'am. Carl is the name of my assistant. Just so oh, you know. sorry. Okay, um, it's okay. And I think Vrabel and McDaniel have not earned it yet. I don't know. If the it, it, when you list all those other people, man, got you got to include Dan Campbell in there. All of a sudden, yep. If, if you're going to say if you're going to say that, but those are the two that stuck out to me. I think Dan Campbell has grossly overachieved. Yep. I think that uh, Vrabel has achieved. Okay, to put him in the double hot. I, I'm having a hard time fully arguing against it, but that's those are the first two names that came to mind. So you have, you have no physical hotness questions with this group. Is that what no. I'm hearing? No, okay. all of them. Zero, zero concerns with all of them. Okay, if this was 8 Mile and you were rap battling and you knew um, that Papa Doc was going to come in and like really hit you on some person to be like, actually, they're not hot, but like in a rap battle style, who would you expect that to be? Mike McDaniel? Yeah, it's going to be Mike McDaniel, but there's so much nerd that he has been able to cultivate. It's like, instead of having yeah, all of these like, spider webs... It's Seth Cohen hot, you know? Yeah, it's like, instead of having all these spider webs that go all over the place, he's uh-huh. able to, like, shoot them out of his his wrists, like Spider-Man. He's able yeah. to control all that spider webness in a way that's like, okay, this is not the hottest individual in the world, but there is swag there. Yeah. He pulls off the, 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 the pants that are, like, short and shows his ankles. Yeah. There's a lot of people... Spoiler alert out there. I'm one of them. There's a lot of people that don't pull it off. Okay. I'm not saying don't try it. You do you. But there's a lot of people not pulling it off. Mike McDaniel is pulling it off. And the fact that he had that kid that dressed up with him with the watch and all and then started running, he is just absolutely solidified on the hot scale now. So it's just just the second hot that I wonder about with some of these individuals. Two things. He's flying a little close to the sun with those sunglasses he wears on the sidelines. That's a little over his skis, but he's handling it right now. So it's okay. Secondly, you allege that there are people, there are figures in the spider verse that instead of webs coming out of a concentrated point of their body, they just explode out of all of their orifices. Is that something no, you no, know no. for sure? Or you're speculating? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying like uh, that's specifically to the canon. I'm saying that like, imagine just a, a very large spider web, right? It's okay. all over the place. It could catch yeah. any fly, but you could also fly right through it. Are you talking about like a condensed just like ball of spider webs that's like flying like a cannonball. Are you, you talking know, about let's like, triple down on this. You know how some Spider-Mans actually shoot it out of their wrists and some right. have mechanisms that are on their wrists. That's right. Yeah. That's always bugged me. Like it, it's got to be one. It's got it's like dog, you're Iron Man for- now all of a sudden. Okay. You're not Spider-Man. Yeah, you're Iron thank Man. you. Thank you. You're Batman essentially, right? What's the difference between Batman and like the, some a spider, like a mechanically enhanced Spider-Man? I don't like exactly. that. Exactly. But I do All like of it this should call. come out of the wrist. I think we should write a character where the spider person, they can't control the wet. It just explodes out of all their orifices and someone's like, whoa, what's that? What's okay. going on here? Hear me out. Okay. A radioactive spider bites somebody, but then they wear an Iron Man suit that's all black and they okay. fight at night. Let's combine 
I love all that. these characters. I'm sure there's already like Lionheart or some other character that's already exactly what Blue Beetle. Oh, it might be a blue beetle. That is exactly what we're describing here. What about yes and radioactive spider bites you on the nose? You can't shoot out your wrist. You got a snot rocket spider webs at people. <laughs> and it's just called like spider you know, snot rocket. Okay. Okay. We rocket. both have extreme allergies. You're only good at crime fighting when pollen is the highest. I love it. I love it. They're like, let's send that man into the Appalachian Mountains in the spring and he will destroy everyone. Okay. But think about this. Think about all the Zizel commercials that are on TV, right? Yeah. Now we've got now we've got tie-in. This is going to be a Super Bowl commercial thread that goes throughout. That, that this is this is a uh, Zizel man. This is Sneeze man. Okay. I mean, I think if pharmaceuticals start uh, 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 sponsoring superheroes, I think that's a great place for the world. That's a, that's good for everybody. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> Herpes guy. Uh, I think it'd be good. Uh, okay. I think it'd be good. Okay. Uh, so that's double hots. Let's just go regular hots. So this either means the person, uh, the names I read, they're either physically hot or professionally hot they can't be both but they have to be one okay okay so Um, i'm looking for someone that's either none or two anybody that's one fits the bill that's exactly right um okay matt lafleur okay physically hot not professionally hot yet i agree andy reed although you could you could make no no double double hot he's automatically out of this category well okay there was a party wanted to make the case that there's a there's a dad bod essence to him that makes him very comfortable hot you know but he's I think, comfortable in his own skin he wears hawaiian shirts he looks freaking like a walrus he has a yeah. mustache that's amazing he waddles around everybody loves him all he does is talk about cheeseburgers like he is peak male performance when you think about dad bod everything like that this is a double hot individual okay i'm open to it you're getting very aggressive with your language i'm okay i love your passion love your enthusiasm Sir, your hands i think there's um there's a bit of a Jerry from Parks and Rec where it's like, he's just him, but then somehow he's married to a supermodel. I don't understand, but it implies hotness. So I will hear that with Andy Reid and I will, I'll reallocate him to double hots if that's what we agree on. Jerry Gary is always screwing up. Andy Reid never screws up. He used to, to the, with the clock the and Broncos with Donovan two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and still but, does with the clock sometimes. And, and definitely but he's used cruising. to. But maybe Parks and Rec just didn't go long enough. Maybe we didn't get to the era of Jerry Gary where he was like just crushing stuff and he's the mayor. And he's a senator on the rise, you know? I love that. Um, okay. Next up, Zach Taylor. Ooh. I assume he's a good looking man. I, I, that's why I didn't say anything. That's why I left that pause. I want you to leave in the edit too, because I want people to fill in the blank with which hot is he, do you think? He went to a Super Bowl. He did. I've been a lover. I've been a backer. I mean, lover is probably too strong. I've been a backer of the Bengals for a while when you and Andre were really ripping apart Zach Taylor. And the yeah. Bengals. You're all in now. No doubt. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying otherwise. Gosh, that's hard. Is he? Because like he's the guy at the college reunion who comes back and he's he's right down the middle. He is a three wood right down the middle of the fairway, but just about 200 yards. Like he didn't drive the green or anything, you know, but he's got an absolute like a, a, a wife who is way more attractive than he is. And you're just oh, like, yeah. wait, what's going on here? Like you're not very charismatic. You're not very attractive. You just have like a, but he job. is a little bit. He's just not, he's just not peak on any of these things yeah there's hints there's hints of everything gosh this one's hard because you've you, you can only be in one of the buckets and he's like 75 percent in both buckets but not 100 yeah. percent in either bucket yeah yeah so i'm uh, gonna have to we'll, leave him i can't i can't we'll, figure it out i'm gonna have to leave him okay uh kevin stefanski he's obviously physically attractive we've talked yeah. about that beard enough we're on the record about that we've seen glimpses on the field but there's nothing on the field that makes him hot 
Yeah. But the beard. The beard alone. He looks great in a hat. He looks great in Cleveland Browns colors. He does. No one the, does. With Even the that beard. alternate logo with like the 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 Keebler elf guy. <laughs> I don't how is there a dog pound? But there's a Keebler elf. I don't know. Like that just like marinate. You're telling together. me that the, the ad writers can't mix the dog pound with Keebler elf and get and get really get this uh cross sponsorship situation going? This is a great example of just like just because something has existed forever. Where our, the name of our football franchise is the worst color. You can change it. J- tradition, is, uh, tradition is just like people, ghosts and old people bullying you into keep doing something that doesn't make sense anymore. Um, and you, you can just be the, the Cleveland Keebler else, or you can be the Cleveland Dogs, or you can be the Cleveland Guitars. It does not matter. You can change it. You don't have to be the worst color. You know, My buddy Andy's going to be mad at me for this, but isn't the Browns named after the Bengals owner's dad or something like so. that? I, it's something okay. stupid. I will say, I don't know the specifics, <laughs> but I just remember reading that and being like, well, that's dumb. And then moving on, you know? So, well, and that, and that family was like, we have a team named after us, but you know what? We're going to Cincinnati and <laughs> we're going to have the Bengals. So that, that's, that tells you everything you need to know about the, the name Browns. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? Even like credit Cincinnati, there's no Bengal tigers in Cincinnati. Okay. I, I don't know that that's true, but I know that that's true. So like you can call yourself whatever you want. It does not matter. I have Nick Sirianni. This is tricky because I think he's Philly hot, but I think Philly hot is not <laughs> hot for the rest of the world. Okay. New lexicon, Philly hot. But he is coaching hot, right? I don't know that he is. Went to Super Bowl. I understand. Is Zach Taylor, gosh, who's hotter? Both went to Super Bowls, both lost. I think Nick Sirianni professionally is hotter. I think Zach Taylor's personally hotter. Um, yep. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I think that they they both get in because of each other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's slight like edge. That. It's slight edge to Zach uh, physically, his body's choice. And then it's a slight edge to Sirianni uh, on the field because everybody made fun of him. He, he did some goofy things at the beginning and then he's like started punching people in the face. And yeah. I do think that he is a good coach. Yeah. Um, and then the next two, um, th- this is kind of unproven, but I didn't know where else to put them. I've got Shane Steichen, not personally hot. I- honestly, I had to look up a picture. I'd never seen what this guy looks like. I was like, well, I you remember him from the pow pow video or whatever it was. No, right? that's Gannon. That's the thing. I know what he oh, looks like. Shane Steichen's the Colts. My goodness. Yeah. I swear these two people are the same people to me. I know. I know. They don't look alike though. I did think they looked alike and that was going to deepen. The they conspiracy. don't look anything alike. No, they don't. Shane Steichen looks like John Rubin, kind of like with uh, that's a deep oh, cut geez. reference. No one's going to get. And then I've also got Brian Dayball. It's professionally, you know, you could you could talk me into the Andy Reid um, aspect, but I don't know that it's uh, he's established himself enough physically to be hot like Andy Reid is. I don't think he's established himself enough on the. He's early Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid was a great coordinator yeah. and got a head coaching gig and was not bad. I mean, Andy Reid was way better than than this is in year two. But year one, Dayball was really throwing some fastballs. And yeah. I just don't think that he's got the players to make it happen two years ago. That's in a row. the thing. I think he's good. I think his roster is trash. And they did a terrible job by him uh, helping him out. Before I go tater tots, I do have um, there were hots, uh, different variations of hots um, that needed to be included, but they were so segmented that I wanted to like subcategorize them. Um, so I'll rip through these really fast because I think they're all, there's not really any contentious points here. Um, I've got sugar father hots. Okay. These aren't sugar daddies. They're more responsible. Um, you can trust them. They've proven it. You know, these are reliable uh, coaches who do have a little bit of hotness to them, 
They are a little older, but they do have some professionality to them. I've got John Harbaugh. I've got Doug Peterson. I've got Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Any issues with those? I think this is a disservice to Mike Tomlin is the only thing I really He's 51. there. He's 51. You know, I don't care what his age is. He's so hot. Big age is so, just a number guy over here. Huh? He's so professional. May, December good. kind of stuff. Is that what I'm hearing? I think Mike Tomlin goes to the double hot. I understand why you couldn't. I understand why you couldn't do that. If for my, the record, Mike Tomlin goes, well, Mike Vrabel's got to be close to 50. I think Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel are, are tied at the hip. They're not doing it right now, but I trust them. Mike Vrabel, over or under 49? Barely under. Correct. 48. Okay. That feels about right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Mike Tomlin on double hots, but he's, he's, been, he's been warned. Okay. He's been I think warned. Kenny Pickett's been warned. You know what I mean? Like I saw a stat and it's like the most unfair stat of all time that CJ Stroud has more NFL passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does in 13 less games. That's I know. Like, I know. He doesn't have an offensive line. I don't think he's good <laughs> and he never will, but you know, let's like, I think Kenny Pickett is destined to be a backup quarterback. He's like the new chase Daniel or something, but it's uh, got a great I'm vibe. Just, it's going to be great in a locker room, but it's not it. You know, um, I've got American psycho hot. You had, what is it? You had my interest. Now you have my attention. <laughs> yes. Insert that from uh Django uh, meme. Uh, I've got, and, and I'm looking for people who they're good at coaches in a certain light. They could be attractive, but there is a deadness to their eyes. Um, that makes me distrust them. Okay. Uh, this is Sean McDermott. This is Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings. Oh man. I, I was, I was really ready for a Ron Rivera. So now I'm nervous of where he's going to end up falling in all of this. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, he's got serial killer vibes. I, I wish you hadn't have just said that because I loved all of like the, the purity that is Kevin O'Connell and uh-huh. Kirk Cousins together. And now Josh Dobbs. They're all just so nice and kind yeah. and interesting and, and not interesting. Um, That's how it gets you. He's like, hey, great job, buddy. Why don't you sit? You know, you sit in the back seat. I'm going to put you in the trunk, actually. It's okay. Okay, it's but Sean right. McDermott is not doing that same internal no. rage train. Sean McDermott is doing an external rage train. You know what I yeah. mean? He doesn't blink and he's staring at you while he snaps on the gloves and you're like, wait, what's happening? And it's over. It's over when that happens. And he just you know? keeps getting redder and redder. Yeah. So let's go tater tots. These are middle of the ground. These are uh, lukewarm. These are not physically hot. These are not professionally hot. They just exist. Okay. I've got Jonathan Gannon. I've got Frank Reich. I've got Arthur Smith. I've got Brandon Staley. I've got Bill Belichick. How do you feel about this? All right. So he- here's what I'll say. I think Frank Reich is an extremely attractive man. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't. I think he's a great coordinator. I yes. think he's a good coach, and I think that that makes him a tater tot. Is that you're you're constantly figuring out: Do I go be a coordinator and then have the itch to coach, or do I go be a coach, a head coach, and and, and try to prove that I can get over this hump? But I was a backup quarterback my whole life, and now I'm going to be a coordinator my whole life. It's it, it, it's a tough tough line. So I think tater tot's good for him. You know, I, and I think and I'm glad you 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 stopped here because. Um, he is a great example of, I think there is somebody there, there are people, everyone wants to be the head coach and then you're the head coach and it either works or you get fired. And there are some people who are like, no, I need another shot at it. And there are other people, probably happier people who are like, you know what? I'm going to be a really good coordinator. And everyone's always going to be like, why don't you take a head coaching job? But I know I'm happy here and this is about where I need to be. Uh, and, and, and there's a contentedness about that. And I will say too, um, the whole point of this exercise is to try to encapsulate like 
I think there's, I mean, this isn't just me. This is, this is a, a conversational cultural thing. Anytime someone is hot and decent at what they do, they get plus points just because they're hot, right? We assume that they're better uh, just because of how they look. And I think it's, it's good to classify uh, these people and because it does feel, I don't know, it probably feels a little primitive, but I do think there's some value to being like, if you are schlubby and mediocre there, you, you are not going to last in this league. And it doesn't, it feels like it's, it's, uh, it's not that simple, but I think sometimes it is kind of that simple. And that's what we're doing here. We're turning visual on its head. Because if you're Andy Reid and you literally look like a human walrus, mm-hmm. we will love you so much if you win games. And if you don't win games, but you wear Hawaiian shirts and you talk about eating cheeseburgers all the time and you're hilarious and you do commercials with Patrick Mahomes on State Farm, then we will love you even more. It's not about only winning and it's not about only looking so freaking good, right? Yeah. Brandon Saley needs to be in the double knots. And I've stuck up for him as long as I can. That's your serial killer vibes right there. You want to pair somebody yeah. with Sean McDermott? That's that's somebody you pair with Sean McDermott. See, originally originally he wasn't an American psycho hot, but he's not good at coaching and he's not hot. So that was the issue. I you understand. know, the the big qualifier for double knots is if you're in that category, you're not head coaching again after this job. You're done here. And I don't I can see someone talking themselves into Brandon Staley, even though I, I don't think that's a good move, and I, it's just, he's just not a good head coach. Um, but for now, I feel like he's a tater tot. How do you feel about Bill Belichick being here? I, I think that it's unwarranted. I think that it's your Tom Brady brain lashing out. Um, I think that you're so where you're you gearing him? up where you put him in. No, no, hold on, I'm not done. I think you're gearing up for Tom Brady now that SBF is is found guilty. Tom Brady. Shaq, others, just like Ryan Atwood, you know, warned us Predicted. of. Yeah. These people are going to go down too, unfortunately. Mm. I don't have no idea how that the legality of that works. Um, Bill Belichick has officially gone to regular hot, I, I believe. So I you, you can he, call him a sugar father hot? That's the right place. That's the right place for him. You can't put him in, you can't put Bill Belichick in, in tater tot, I, I think is ultimately the bottom line. If he was your head coach, would you be like, I'm psyched about the future? This is going to be great. Or are you just doing that because of past performance? I think he's earned it. I really do. Um, so past I'm performance? Gonna th- I'm going to have to answer your question with yes, past performance. However, you, you can put him in regular hot if you want because on the field, he's hot. And that might be based on past performance. But it's just, I mean, it's just true. For a guy who really made his reputation for um, cutting people the second they weren't maximum productive or even a little bit before, I feel like the best way to honor him would be to fire him like right as he's becoming mediocre instead of letting him like cruise for another year or two. I feel like that's irony or not irony, or are you just trying to win your bet of him not coaching a single game next season? I don't know which one that is, but I know it's one of them for sure. It, he would respect it. The, the, you wouldn't hear from him for years, but yeah. then when you heard from him, he'd be like, yeah, that's, that's my playbook. They followed it. I ingrained it in the Patriot way and they, they stuck to it. Do you think, after whatever happens with him, after he's done coaching, is he going to be the guy who suddenly is everywhere and he's like on the Amazon halftime show with Richard Sherman or like we just never see him again? I think we'll see him. But did you ever see the the Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, NFL Network, this, that, or the other conversation that the two of them had? Yes, it was excellent. That's how we'll, we'll see him. He'll, he'll like, he'll sign on with the ringer and he'll sign on with some obscure media and just do like deep dives into punters that used to play lacrosse or deep dives into into kickers and, and, and trick plays that kickers ended up throwing the ball and, and why it was the right call at the right time. Like 
it, it'll be some kind of very weird deep dive where he gets to be super monotone and take it very seriously. And but no, I cannot. Can you imagine him what on if, a set I mean, with well, Boomer Esiason? No, no, I cannot. I, part of me thinks like maybe he should zig and become like a erotic audiobook reader. You know, there's just a steadiness to that voice where it's like, they're not here for your voice dog. They're here for the pros that gets them where they want to go, you know? Okay, double knots, lastly. Uh, and again, this means won't head coach again after this job. We'll call this the Nathaniel Hackett, Josh McDaniels Memorial double knots category. Um, I have Ron Rivera. I have Todd Bowles. I have Dennis Allen. I have Matt Eberflus. And I have Mike McCarthy. What do you think about that? I am not certain of Mike McCarthy in that list. And then the other next one, how did Dennis Allen get this job? How is Dennis Allen keeping this job? And he's keeping it because like every other week, he kind of looks like a good coach. But the rest of them, absolutely. Those are, unfortunately, double knots. I actually think Ron Rivera is a very intriguing, attractive man. Okay. But then you think of what he does on the field constantly. He did He did have a 15-1 and one Carolina Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl. Sure. That's pretty good. You can't not give him credit for that. But then yeah. all the other years, not so good. And and now the the sitting duck bit that he is doing because it's reality in Washington right now, it's it's getting more sad than it is funny. I want that I on wish, the record. I wish he would just be like, look, we're, we always play free tag for the game and I get frozen and no one untags me. And that's why I look like that. <laughs> I'd be like, that's weird, but it does explain it. So before every game, my, my coordinators come up to me and they say, hey, Ron, here's a little challenge for you. I know you're a competitive guy. What if you don't move your face for the entire yeah. game? Bet you can't. And then we start the game. <laughs> I I just, uh, I feel like it's the end of the road for him. I feel like it's the end of the road for Mike McCarthy. I just don't think, he just seems like a lot. And I don't see any other owner wanting to get in bed with a guy who looks like, um, I don't know. He, weirdly, he looks like Midwestern hillbilly, you know? Stop saying Midwestern. We're not, Why? no. And you have, and you have flyover states in your newsletter again. There's nothing wrong with Why Middle America. Why can I disparage the South, but I can't disparage the Midwest? I feel because like the you're from the South. Midwest. Yeah. You're attacking. No, you're not disparaging the, the Midwest. I'm a you're not world, from dog. the Midwest. I'm a citizen of the world. I know all places. Okay, all then why did you bring up the South all of a sudden then? Because you let me disparage the South, but you don't let me disparage the Because you're Midwest. from the South. You think you're of the world. You're from the I South. Am. You're of the South. I'm a world traveler. I When I vacation at the Champs-Élysées, I often tell people I love being a citizen of the world. You know. By the way, that picture that you sent me came up on my time hop of yep. when you were in the Alps. No, that was Phuket, dog. Don't like don't, <laughs> people mistake that a lot, but that's what that was. Nelson Phuket, Max Verstappen's girlfriend's dad. I don't even know where Phuket, Phuket, Thailand. I think so. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I was. Okay. That's nailed what I meant it, by it. that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's the uh, hot not or tater tot scale. I feel like it's a work in progress. I feel like we'll revisit it. I do like the idea of applying this index to other uh, aspects, like actors, celebrities, you know, uh, TV hosts. Um. So maybe we'll bring it back. And that's the thing um, that you, you brought to the table here is that the other day we were talking about like, and you were like, no, it's just looks. It can't be just looks. It's got to be right. one extra thing. And that's where right. tater tot comes yeah, into play. I, I 100% agree. Okay. All right. Before we get to our King's Hawaiian pretzel bread payday pick, we want to remind everyone that we're recapping the season of Survivor. So if you want to make sure and get every episode of that recap, head over to knoxmccoy.com and support us there. The good thing is that supporting us means that you get all the newsletter content that is paywalled as well as our over under chiefers primetime feed where we're dropping ADHD audio and episodes as well uh, as now Survivor recaps. We're also, I, I announced this couple, I guess last week, uh, I'm releasing my next book 
uh, Go to Bed Angry. It's a book about marriage, uh, the bad marriage advice that we get. Uh, I'm releasing that behind the paywall as well. So if you're interested in any of those things, uh, go to knoxbook.com and support us and the newsletter. Uh, okay, Jason, it's time to advise the people on how to get a payday this weekend. Brought to you by King's Hawaiian Pretzel Bread. There will come a payday. Hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday, someday. There will come a payday. Hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday. Our picks for your next payday or just guesses, the only real guarantee in life is King's Hawaiian pretzel bread. It won't make your family love you or your boss respect you, but it will be delicious, guaranteed. All right, Jason, what's your pick for payday this week? I'm doing a parlay. I know I've been telling myself not to, but it's two alt lines, okay? The Bills will be beating the Denver Broncos, okay? In primetime at Buffalo. But I'm doing an alt line of minus three, and the Houston, the frisky Houston Texans are at the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm hmm. I'm taking alt line Bengals minus three and a half, alt line Bills minus three and a half as a parlay together. Okay. I like this. I like this. So I like it's, it's safer. This. It's safer than the current line, but I am putting them together. But I'm taking two home favorites with an alt line push down a little bit. You know what I like about this? I like that you're uh, taking two teams. I like taking the Bills after they've lost because I feel like they're inspired. Um, and I like taking the Bengals after the CJ Stroud and the Texans are going to get all the praise this week. And then I think the Bengals are just a good old fashioned beat down kind of team. And I feel like they win by like 12, you know, these are also the four teams that I've had a ton of interest in over the years. I used to be a huge Broncos fan. I used to be a huge Texans fan. I've had my eye on the Bengals for a while. I have a good buddy who's a great, awesome Bengals fan. And then of course my Buffalo bills. This is where the uphill battle starts. Um, okay. I've got, I've got three stay frosty games that I want to throw at you. And I, I look at these and I'm like, I don't like the smell. I don't like the look. Um, I feel like the favorites should watch out here. Um, I've got Clemson getting 14 and a half uh, at home with Georgia Tech. That's a noon game. Georgia Tech's frisky. They're weird this year. I feel like they can cover that pretty easily. Um, I've got Tennessee uh, giving one and a half points at Missouri. Missouri also weird, very frisky. I feel like they're secret. I didn't think they were going to be very good at all this season. I think they're really good actually. And Tennessee also very weird. I don't yeah. know if they're frisky. I don't know if they're not frisky. And then they're going to be on the road at Missouri. I don't know if Missouri's going to be weird and frisky or if it's going to be Tennessee this week. Who freaking knows? I feel like every year Missouri just kind of catches someone off guard and sucker punches them and wins it was almost georgia last year it was almost georgia last week um but i just like watch out just like stay frosty with them um i've also got florida state miami uh florida state is giving 14 points um i feel like miami's pretty talented i feel like they're pretty inspired i feel like florida state they're number four in the poll now there's a big trap game big not maybe necessarily like in real life but i feel like in terms of the spread watch out so of those three if you had to pick one of like that's the one i'm gonna i'm gonna take the dog on would it be Miami, Florida State? Would it be Tennessee, Missouri, Georgia Tech, Clemson? Oh, man. I did not like that question because I don't like the dog in any of these games. Unfortunately, I guess it's going to have to be Missouri. I'm absolutely not talking about the game that you first talked about because that is now the team that shall not be named with the yeah. person that shall not be named. I'm just so freaking sick of that team and that person. Miami. I really like Florida State minus 13 and a half. I'm wondering if Miami can get up for a 3:30 game in Tallahassee plus 14. I don't know. I feel like Miami really, would love nothing more than to ruin Florida State's season. So it's going to be a close, weird game. 
I know, but I think Florida State's really good. I've been saying it all year. Yeah. I, I think that they are as good as, as we think they are. Gosh, it's going to have to be Missouri. Ah, I hate to say it. It's going to have to be Missouri at home, plus one and a half. What if we make, instead of the, everyone kind of universally agrees what the C word is, what if we make Clemson the new C word? You know, what if we start using it as a pejorative or we just call, start calling them the C word? I'm all in. I'm all in because that's what, that's, that's how they act and that's how they are. And my, my buddy, my buddy's daughter goes there and she was talking yeah. smack to me and it, it, and it really hurt, and it hurt my feelings. Um, let me ask you this. The, I don't think I want anything to do with this game. I just don't know how to perceive it. Uh, Michigan at Penn state at noon, Michigan's giving four and a half points. I, I, I feel like there's been a lot of stuff happening with Michigan. I don't trust Penn state. I don't like that. It's at noon. I don't like the four and a half points. I don't know what I can see Michigan winning by 70. I can see them barely winning. I don't know that I can see Penn state winning. I don't, I don't know what to make of this. I think, you know what I make of this. Michigan is going to B T a, okay. Not even BTB Michigan minus four and a half for a team that hasn't lost a game closer than like 24 points or something ridiculous. Like it, they're not going to go on the road. All this, all this nonsense that's going on, Michigan's not going to go on the road and be distracted. All of this because their coach is a psychopath in the greatest football sense of the word. Off field, I don't know. We stay between the lines on this show. Just kidding. Michigan is going to win by way more than four and a half points. Okay. I think I'll ride with you on that. I think you talked me into it. I just need to talk it out a little bit. So I'll, I'll bad boys for life on you with that. I'll bad boys for life on that. And then also uh, your parlay. I feel good about both of those. Heck yeah. Um, okay. Um, before we go to came close to the pin, let's check in with Andre to get his three stack pack of picks. Gentlemen, how we doing? Happy week 11 of college football, man. What a week 10 we just had. I told you Vegas was laying a couple of traps with some of those fishy lines. But you know, at the end of the day, you really can only help those that listen. On Tuesday, the CFP released their second rankings of the season. No changes to the top four from week one. Kind of have a collision course of undefeated teams, five currently with number one versus number three playing in a couple of weeks. This could turn out to be a pretty easy decision with four undefeated teams for the committee or, like always, things work out, maybe a little chaos. A couple of week 11 best bets. We're going to go with the Missouri Tigers plus one at home against Tennessee, Georgia Southern minus two, and Virginia Tech minus one and a half. Lastly, in the game of the week in Athens, Georgia, a top 10 showdown between the hedges. I think the dogs take care of business. Mrs. Three Stacks and I are heading down this afternoon. Currently, Georgia's on a 26-game winning streak. They've won 36 regular season games in a row, 25 regular season SEC games in a row, 24 home games in a row, and are currently 42-1 and one in their last 43 games with back-to-back national championships. At this point in the season, all you got to do is win, baby. Um, okay, let's go to Kim uh, Close as a pin. We are round five. Um, you, uh, Jason, you are up 3-1 right now. So I really need to make a comeback here uh, if I want to salvage this season of Cameo Close to the Pin. Uh, for the purposes of these conversa- this conversation, we will be, because we discussed Eric Taylor uh, in our coaching um, uh, as the uh, avatar for the double hots, we're going to be guessing the cameo price of Buddy Garrity from Friday Night Lights. The actor who played Buddy Garrity is named Brad Leland. What do we think his cameo score is? I got to tell you, I think that that particular individual was had no prep to do to be Buddy Garrity. I agree with you. I agree. And I would honestly, to that point, I would watch a spinoff of just like how, his life at the car dealership, you know? Did you ever watch that car dealership show that was like in Arizona and it was no. like at the time when like um, 
Oh my gosh. What was the parking show? Parking Wars and Storage Wars were going on? Oh, was it on? reality or was it like... Uh, like yeah, it was reality. No, see, I, I would love... Because my favorite part of Eastbound and Down was uh, Will Ferrell's character at the dealership. And like, wh- why can't... If we have a, a show at like a superstore and a paper company, why can't we have one at a car dealership? You know? Well, they tried Lots this movie, movie-wise with Jeremy Piven. Do you remember this movie? I do. I do remember that movie. It's not meant to be a movie. It's meant to be a TV show. You know, the good characters. Yeah. It, that, that needs like season runs, you know, all the melodrama stuff like that. Okay. Get the writers of, um, I was going to say a good place. That's far from uh, Superstore. Okay. That's the team that needs to be doing th- this uh, car dealership show. Let's solve two problems here. Remember our really good idea about the spider snot rocket? He works at a car dealership by day. Thank Boom. you. Boom. Advertiser. Yeah. At night, daytime, complex situations, allergies, yeah. helping people, pollen, allergy medicine, yep. Zizol, money, everyone. Evil scientist guy needs a new car. He goes to the dealership. One of his radioactive spiders gets loose. That's how he gets bit on the nose. Boom. He's one of the guys that like, you know, when the big pollen happens and then it's just like all over the cars at the car lot, he's the guy that's constantly cleaning all the cars with like the duster and he's just yeah. sneezing all the time. And then he gets bit by that guy, by that, that guy's spider. And then now he sneezes and he blows up cars. Okay. Love it. I love it. And we call it drive to survive. And no one's used that before. So it's <laughs> don't, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bradley Lind as Buddy Garrity. What is your cameo guess? My guess is $75. <sighs> Man, I was hovering on 74. I was hovering on 99. I was hovering on you 98. You didn't write it down this time? I usually go no. first because you write it down. Well, it's too late now. This is, I got to say, you're down 3-1. You didn't write it down. We can get somebody else and I'll write it down. No, no, if, no, no, let's no, no. Let's do Tyra. No, I, no, 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 no. We're staying here because we don't know what's going to happen. But you now have the opportunity to go 74 or 76, which is the only thing that makes sense here. And you claim you're going to go 74. No, I, I said I'm, I'm hovering around your key numbers, which are usually 175. And I was trying to think which side. Because my key numbers used to be like $350 and I started losing like a banshee. I know. I know. That's why I'm, I'm like, I was, I was trying to see which side, trying to sense where you're going to be and which side I wanted to be on. Because I feel like under 75 just feels like too little, even though that's just one, uh, one digit. I kind of want to stop tracking our guesses because... Now we have like data that's being documented mm. because we can see each other's guesses. And so my last guesses have been 50, 75, 75, and 99. And before, we wouldn't remember what anybody's guesses were at all before we started be honest, documenting I've, this better. Until you said that, I didn't realize we were tracking our guesses. So I, I should have been using that. That would have been smarter than just like trying to vibe off it. I'm going to go, you know, honestly, originally I was... Because of my logic, I was like, 74 feels too low. I was going to go 99 because I thought you were going to go 100. So I'm going to go, I'll go 99. And if we middle it, we middle it. And I'll just, I'll live to fight another day. Um, okay. Buddy Garrity, Bradley Lund, cameo, close to the pin. You can have him for $199. Dang. Which feels like more than I thought. A lot more than I thought. <laughs> Is he getting a lot of reviews? That seems like a high price for that individual. 65 reviews, five stars. Okay. He's got so they're quality hair. videos. He just doesn't do a ton of them. 
he does have like Magnum PI mustache a lot. Yes. And, but sometimes he goes full beard, but he's always in all black. And Mitch says, Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Charmin says I've purchased over 20 cameos, which what? And Brad put in the most effort by far. He gave a candid, thoughtful, reflective. Can't read the rest of it. 20 cameos is a lot of cameos, man. What if they were all with this, with uh, buddy Garrity? And it was, just, <laughs> is there a limit to how many times you can make a celebrity say the thing you want to say? Or is it just like, is that the new Black Mirror episode where it's just someone buys your oh entire gosh. day-to-day you just, for a year? You, you just found your new book idea right there. <laughs> you have to spend, you accept the money, so you have to spend eight hours a day, 365 days a year telling me the things I want you to tell me. That's horrifying. But luckily, what's not horrifying is that I'm back in the game. Uh, now we're at 3-2. Um, so, uh, and, no, Jason, and no one is questioning it and no, no one is thinking that it's sketchy. Yeah, I agree. No. That's what I said. Thank no you. One, I appreciate it. No one thinks that you had an opportunity to, to go at 99 and get everything over a hundred dollars or more. Sure. Small, small gap to me. And I only got 75 below. No one is, no one is talking about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad you're reiterating that. That makes sense. That's good. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of our achievers. Before we go, we'd like to encourage you to spread the word about the show by tweeting Instagram. You're just talking about it out loud around other people, you know, that's the best way to help us out. And it makes you look like a genius because of what great taste you have. As always, I'm Knox. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb and the shape of it out on her forehead. Well, the kids start coming and the girls start coming. Back to the rooms and I hit the ground running. Did it make sense? Not a little fun. The brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with him in the back street? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey, girl, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.